Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. And I'm going to hand over to Phil now. Okay, well, good morning everybody. Great to see some new faces. I've not been here for two weeks. So it's great to see some new faces. I've been baker. It's been great. Loved it. Had a great time. Uh, Peter said to me, that's the pioneering spirit inside of you that likes that kind of small new thing. That's probably true, actually. Um, do enjoy that and seeing God do some new things. Um, so it's been really encouraging to be there and just to see what God's doing as we gather people together in Bacon. I'll say a little bit more about that later. Just one notice that I've got, one plea I think I've got this morning is... Every week we have challenge with our technology. Every week. No matter what we're doing, no matter how well we practice, rehearse it, get it sorted in the week, Sunday morning comes and it's a challenge. And something goes wrong. I want to say there's a few people who are really working hard to make that happen. And it's very tiring. It's very discouraging when it doesn't all work. And so I just want to encourage you, we've got a notice in the notice sheet about volunteers, and I want to encourage you, if you can help out at all, I'm really putting a plea out there, we really do need some other people involved. And we'll give you training, we'll help you, you can learn it, but I really want to encourage you, you please, if you can help us in any way, because it is a challenge, and it is hard work, and, uh, and it is discouraging sometimes as well. So that would be my plea, it's in the notice sheet. Please do help us out. This is really important what we're doing. And it seems to me like this is the future. You know, remember the old advert, Orange, it's the future? I don't even exist anymore, so that future went, didn't it? It's supposed to be E now, everything everywhere, and that doesn't work either. Um, it's not everything everywhere, I've discovered, because I've got an e-phone, it doesn't work where I live. Um, but actually, what the future is, is that the gospel goes out. What the future is, that whatever technology God has put into our hands, we want to use to extend the kingdom of God. That's the future that we're planning for. That's the future we're working into, is that that every tribe, tongue and nation will hear the good news of Jesus Christ, that he can come again. Is that not what we're all about? Is that not what we want? No, I'm not sure. Sure about that. I'll have to think about that one, Phil. You know... God's at work. God wants to do some stuff. So I've been looking, and uh, a couple of weeks ago I managed to get my introduction out, and I'm looking at the time, and I'm going to hit the finish button on time, hopefully. But I've, um, so I talked, I've, I've been looking at Peter, I've been spending a lot of time over the summer, just looking at the life of Peter, kind of what he was like, and I talked a bit about that, and his ups and downs of life, where God got him to, and actually, the transformation from that first encounter with Jesus, to that day of preaching on the day of Pentecost, was the anointing and the fire of God upon him. You know, they were in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fell, and fire came on them, and it changed him completely. And so we responded to that at the end with asking God to put fire fresh on us for what God wants to do. And I want to take it a little bit further and just look at some of the things that um, Peter wrote in his letters a bit further. And even this is linked even to last week, and Peter, uh, Neil talked on Gideon who considered himself and saw himself the least of the least in the least of the least clan. How could God use me? How could he do anything f- through me? 
And Peter, very much the same, I suppose, thinking that all his mistakes, all his failures, how could God use him? And we can perhaps look at our own lives and ask the very same question. How could God use me? How could God do anything through my life? So I'm going to start with a question. I hope by the end of this, you'll be able to answer it more positively than you perhaps can now. That is, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as that failure? Do you see yourself as someone who's just made lots of mistakes? Do you see yourself as, well, I'm not much, I have not got much, I've not got many gifts, I've not, God can't do a lot with me? Well, let's look at what the Bible says. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Don't forget to come on the screen or not. But he says, For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Now, I don't think many of us probably see ourselves as very royal, do we? No? If you were born into the royal family, our royal family, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, you're a royal. You're in the royal family. You're part of that whole culture of the royals. And whether you're an active royal or a silent royal, a backseat royal, a come away like Prince Harry has done from senior leader, uh, uh, should I say senior uh, royal roles, and you step back from that, if that's what he's done, it doesn't change the fact he's still a member of the royal family. A royal is a royal. And you can't change that. The family you were born into is the family you were born into. You know, I'm Phil Hardy. I was born into the Hardy clan. Still in the Hardy clan. 56 years later. Hasn't changed. Hasn't been taken away. I'm still part of it. I still carry the name. It's where I am. When I came to Jesus, when I gave my life to Jesus, when you came to Jesus... You suddenly became a royal priest. You suddenly came into the kingdom of God. You became a royal member of the household of heaven. Not of this world. Very different. And we believe in the priesthood of all believers. And that in Christ we share his priestly status. Therefore... There is no special class of people. We're all the same. We're all one. There's no special class of people who could uh, mediate the knowledge and presence and forgiveness of Christ to the rest of us. All believers have the right and the authority to read, interpret, and apply teachings of Scripture. We all have the right to do the things of the kingdom. We all have the right to be ministers of the kingdom of God for ourselves and for others. When we become royals, we gain this royal right. Whether we use it or not is up to us. Whether we make the most of it, whether we make the most of that privilege is up to us. It's with us. We're called into it. What we do with it is in our hands. So you might not feel very royal. I don't. You might not act very royal, royal sometimes. And No, I don't either. And you may not look very royal, 
how you dress. But actually, God has clothed you in righteousness. God has clothed you with himself. So whatever you think you look like, we need to get heaven's perspective on it. We need to look at what God says, what the word says, what the truth says about us. Actually, we've been clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Therefore, we look like him. And when God looks at us, he looks at us through Jesus and sees that same righteousness applied to our lives. Applied on us so we can do it. So whether you're a new Christian or you've been a Christian a long time, your status before God is exactly the same. We have this joke amongst the elders. And when you become an elder in this church, you're the junior elder. And we joke about it and we call Dave the junior elder. And we have done for a while. We teased Peter about it. We called him the junior elder for a while. And it was just a tease because actually we're all equal. You know, you have some churches and they call themselves, they get these titles in, church, in, in churches, some of the bigger ones, themselves senior pastor. What does that mean? If you, especially if you haven't got any other pastors. What does that mean? You know, nobody's seen it to anybody else in the kingdom of God. We're equal before God. We stand justified, righteous by God and no other way. Not through anything of ourselves. Not through anything we could bring to the table other than our filthy rights. We were made righteous and we were made royal because of it. So your priesthood, your royal priesthood means you get to do the things of the kingdom. That's an amazing privilege. It's an amazing privilege to share the gospel with another. It's an amazing privilege to pray for the sick and see them healed. It's an amazing privilege to speak a word into somebody's life that just changes everything for them. It's an amazing privilege to set someone free who has been oppressed or depressed and see freedom come. I love it. I love having that freedom. I love having that privilege of being able to do that. And that's what's on us. The other privileges are we can worship and pray to God through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit anywhere and at any time. We're not restricted by what the government wants to put on us. We can do it anywhere and at any time. No matter how much they try to silence us, shut us down, we've got that right. We've got that privilege. God through Jesus Christ is the only forgiver of sin. Priests can't forgive you your sin. Only Jesus can. Nor can they prescribe a process by which you can be forgiven. You know, I'm going to work some penance. Go and do this, you'll be alright. Neither can they tell you to go and pray 20 Hail Marys and everything will be fine. It doesn't work. Forgiveness only comes through Jesus Christ. Who paid the price for sin. And it says in Psalms that he's removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. What human could do that? Only God. He's our great high priest who intercedes for us before the Father. And through him we receive forgiveness of sin. And it says that if if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. No one else can do that for us. Only Jesus. Thirdly, you can read and understand God's word anywhere and everywhere, at any time. By the power of the Spirit, God giving you insight and understanding in the word of God. We have a privilege. How much do we make of that privilege 
to actually read the Word of God and equip ourselves and clothe ourselves with truth. And often are we led astray by every wind of doctrine, by the lies of the enemy, by deceit that would come to us. We can clothe ourselves with truth as the Holy Spirit brings revelation. I want to say for those of you that gathered in our two venues this morning, or three venues, sorry, down the road, down the hallway and the bakery, I want to say it's a privilege to meet together. In the midst of these difficult times and restrictions put upon us, we still have the opportunity to be together. I haven't changed the rules for places of worship, praise God, at the moment. And I want to encourage you, if you're not coming to one of these venues and are able to, I want to encourage you to come. I want to encourage you to book in. This is an opportunity to be with the people, be in the presence of God. Not that you can't be at home, but you can be, but be with others, to receive from others and to give to others. It's really important that actually being together, you know, we're, not, we're never meant to be Christians in isolation. That's what the enemy wants to do with us wants to put us into that place, wants to isolate us off where we become vulnerable. But actually, God's plan is that actually, no, it's important. You know, we together. God has planned that we're in family together. This royal priesthood is not an individual. It's the church as a whole, together, ministering together the things of the kingdom. And each of us as individuals get included and brought into that. But actually... We need each other. We need one another. God wants to speak to you and to me through one another. He doesn't do it just on our own. We can think all kinds of things and dream all kinds of things and we can really build ourselves up in our own heads, can't we? But actually we need the truth that comes from others. The Bible says have a sober assessment of yourself. Well actually there's others speaking into our life enables us, helps us to have a bit of a sober assessment of ourselves. Because actually, it's not all me, me, me. So Peter encourages us to minister to one another. So I want to say about our bakery site, the reason we've done bakery is because we wanted to create opportunity to gather more people than we could in this building. We've had to, we're working out all the social distance and keeping the spaces and all the rest of it. So actually to create more opportunity for people to gather. We started Bakewell and we want to do more. Our highest to do more. We, we, we always intended to do multi-site church. It just brought on quicker than we thought. And in a way we didn't, we didn't anticipate. But actually... I want to encourage you, get along to some of these venues. Encounter God. Allow others to speak into your life. Bring the prophetic, bring the word of God. Bring the now word of God to you. And you do it for them too. It's part of being one another. Can pray for one another. We don't have to be stood over over somebody with our hands all over them for them to receive from the Holy Spirit. But when we're deliberate and praying and speaking in somebody's life, things change things happen. So I want to encourage us. We want to gather people who could gather in Bakewell. That was part of the reason we did it. We want to gather the community together, create a place to minister to one another. And right across the peaks, we want local gatherings where people get together 
where they encounter God together. We want spirit-filled communities in every community of the Peak District. That's what we're called to do as a church. That's what's on our heart. That's the vision God's given us. So I would encourage you that to be part of this royal priesthood is to be together and to minister together the things of the kingdom. So how do we apply this? How do we apply this into our lives? Three minutes. Let's go for it. So, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Okay? God has given you. Not will give you, not may do. God has given you. You believe it. You're in the royal priesthood. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Clear instruction? Use them well. Serving one another. Do you have a gift to speak in? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have a gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory, power to him forever and ever. Amen. This morning, I just want to commend Richard and Ruth Longfellow. They're online, they're not in the room. But I just want to commend them. When this all kicked off early this year, we had a social distance prayer meeting, our last one in the room, uh, before lockdown. And Ruth and Richard were there. And Ruth says, I'm just overwhelmed with the need. I'm overwhelmed with what's happening with Food Bank. And I want to say... They have just given themselves. We prayed for them. The Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them strength and energy. And uh, so Ruth and Richard, I just want to commend you for your faithfulness, your commitment, your hard work, the energy that you've put into it. I just want to commend you for that. We want to thank you for serving us, how you've managed the team, how you've managed how it's all packed and delivered um, in different rooms around and in, from Unit 13. It's just been amazing to see. I've been down a couple of, day, a couple of days and I've seen it happen. And I just want to say, you have done an amazing job with what God's given you. And I just want to commend you for that and honour you for that. That's a gift to serve others. But let's not minimise it and say it's not a spiritual gift, because it clearly is. Serving one another is a spiritual gift. Out of the variety of God's gifts. And we think it's very limited to maybe the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or to the ministry gifts mentioned in Ephesians 4. Maybe we just narrow it down to that. But there's so much more. God's so much more created that. And got so much more to do than that. And whether it's Sundar and Sarah who are running a children's home in India. It's a ministry gift. That blesses others. That serves others. You know, God's got different things for each one of us. And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to do everything as though you're doing it unto him. Whatever God's putting your hands to do, do it. Because you're part of the royal priesthood. You can't get away from that, but what you do with it, you can alter. There's a song I've been listening to recently on YouTube. Um, Sarah Reeves, I think, is the writer, worship leader from Belonging Co., And the song is called, Just Want You. 
And there's this line in it that just really got me. And I've just been singing this line over and over. It says, I don't want it if you're not in it. Just want to be where you are. I don't want it if you're not in it. I just want to be where you are. And I've just been saying that to God, using that as my prayer. God, if you're not in it, I really don't want it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be part of that. I want to be where you are. I want to be doing what you're doing. I want to be in the things of the kingdom. I want to be following hard after you, God. I want to follow you. I want to exercise my privilege as a royal priest in the kingdom of God. I want to exercise that to bless what you're doing, God, and to get alongside you and do the things that you're doing, and not what I'm doing, not what I want to do, not what I would like to do necessarily, but very often God asks us to do the things we enjoy. I would say that the things that God has for us to do are the things that actually we enjoy doing. We may not quite know it yet, but there will be. So can we stand together? I've run out of time. I've got more to say, but I've run out of time, so... I have to preach again sometime. Let's just lift our hands before God, wherever you are. I just want to encourage you now. I'm going to ask God to come and freshly clothe you with royal robes. Remembering that you're part of the royal priesthood of heaven. Remembering he's clothed you. Now come Holy Spirit, I pray. Clothe your people, clothe your church with those royal robes. God, I pray right now, everyone uh, will feel afresh, that freshness of the clothing from heaven. What you give us, God, what you've promised us, what you died for. The very thing you died to give us was life and life eternal. The very thing you died to give us was to be clothed in your righteousness. The very thing you died to give us that we will be royal priests, ministering the kingdom. Now I pray, God... Just clothe each one right now, I pray, Holy Spirit. Clothe them afresh right now. Let your Holy Spirit come. Fill them afresh right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Well, our time has gone. And I actually want to carry on, so I don't want to finish here. But if, can we carry on streaming live? Is that okay? We'll carry on the stream. If you want to stay on, you can. We've had our... It's 11 o'clock, just gone one minute past. And if you want to stay on at Bakewell, that's fine. Because I think I've got a few things for people in Bakewell as well this morning. I just... There's there's an anointing today for people to receive from God. And say, our time has gone. If you need to go, God bless you. Have a great day. If you just want to stay on, that's fine. I just want to just continue ministering. God's doing something. God's calling a church out. We're in a day when the enemy wants to lock down, where the government's locking down, but actually God's saying, no, my answer is to release. My answer to my people is, I'm going to release you. My answer to you is, I'm going to send you. And I'm going to send you with power. And I'm going to send you with anointing. And it's time for that. And even as things could get tighter, the gospel would be released. And my church would be released as things seem to get tighter. So be expectant. 
Thank you, Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 